to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody, to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Podcast number 200, The Big Show. And and welcome, everybody. We made it here, and we're glad that you did, too. Where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang. Really not sure where you ended up, but uh, fine, Texas, southeast side of Texas is Houston, southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. This is where Man Up Spiritual Oasis is from, and we're on that No Church Answers tour, and we've been doing it for 200 episodes. We're still in the COVID quarantine. We're peak. We're the moles that are peeking our heads out of the hole. And uh, but we're still in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. So um, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us on our own spiritual journey. And we feel men are leaders and leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed. We're glad that you're joining us and joining us as we're hitting the big number 200. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people start podcasts. And before I, uh, I, this is a joyous time. And before I introduce the panel, I just had a couple of things that over the years that came to me, I just want to throw out there. Um, You know, this is man-centered and a man won't be truly happy until there's adventure in his work, love, and spiritual life. And I really feel that's what, that's what we do here. Um, and unfortunately, and because all the experiences that we have had, and we will talk about them on this show that we've experienced in the last four years, you can lose your life long before you die. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel. Our producer is a world-class policy writer and professional gambler. Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. Hey, 200, my man. Hey, nice. Man. Attorney and prosecutor, a former prosecutor. Uh, we call him the Judge Michael Crocker. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. Hey, buddy. Welcome. And a corporate trainer, uh, pretty much the group theologian with a Fortune uh, 100 company. We call him the Professor Robert Koshu. Hey Robert, hey, Robert, professor, and uh, insurance broker, deacon from Louisiana, but we let him across the border anyway. Kyle Trayhead. Hey, hey, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Wearing wearing a pink uh, polo shirt. Oh, Mister <laughs> Pink. He probably did that just for you, Bill. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, the good thing is, I don't like I don't like pink. I'm colorblind too, so it doesn't really bug me. And, uh, and for today, I did it for the wife. Oh, sweet. And uh, my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a, uh, a salesman, contractor guy. But, you know, and, and we all have uh, hobbies or avocations here. And 
and I'm kind of a writer and filmmaker too. So we're going to do uh, a little different uh, format tonight in celebration of the uh, uh, the 200th podcast. And uh, we're going to start out with a segment called who is your target listener? And uh, and I'm first on the list. And the thing about it is, um, and I'm just going to start off with, I have no brothers. I have only sisters. As a matter of fact, my dad was an only child well. And my son has a sister, but does not have a brother. I believe that I am a spiritual being having a human experience i believe my faith walk is precious to me i enjoy it i like mentors i like coming in every week and listening to the interpretations that the various members have and it's shaped by our experiences of of our faith along the walk the stories are the same but what it means to me is different as I've aged and went through my life. And the guy that I'm talking to is the guy, and if you're, and if you'll think back to high school, you were the guy that didn't get picked first when they were picking teams. But you know what? You blocked and the running back ran through the hole you created, scored a touchdown and got the glory. You were the guy that did the teamwork that made the dream work. That was me. You weren't the lead dog, but people depended on you, okay? And then now as you've gotten older, you have people trying to tell you what to think. They're trying to tell you whose hero to have. They're, they're telling you what you should be upset about. <laughs> I want to be able to have control of my life. I don't want an easy life. I want a meaningful life. I bet that guy is out there and I see him and he's a hardworking slug with a positive attitude working is as much as he can trying to provide for his family and all these other people are just trying to bring down don't take it and and when i come in and do man up and get my faith recharged and realize that god put me god's in charge of my life but i'm number two of my life and god gave me that right and i and and I know you're out there and you're you're out there, you're, you're working and you're having people debating you and getting upset about who was the greatest team of all time. <laughs> who cares? I, I don't care. And you in and you can't talk politics or religion with your average person anymore. It's just you can't have that kind of relationship. That's why weekly I come in, I look at the screen, I see you out there. And you know what? I'm on your side. I'm not going to give you a cookie with a pink napkin, though. You got to hit that hill yourself. 
I, I the weights will not lift themselves. But you know what? I believe there's a lot of people out there that when they hear an ad, this is going to make your life great. This is going to make your life the automatic sweeper. It'll sweep. It'll dust your <laughs> blinds. It'll make your coffee for you. I don't want that. I don't want to be a blog. And I believe there are people out there. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to finish this up though. Um, I want, I don't want to be told what to think. I don't want to know what's around the corner of my life. I want to experience it. I want to react to it. I believe that brothers make lives better because they have a certain relationship and we have a spiritual brotherhood here and if you are spiritual i hope you have found a brotherhood here i feel absolutely blessed that i have i will take that canteen i will attack that hill and i know you will too so that's my little. I'm so, I'm sorry, fellas, but uh, Bill's monologue. Pretty much me. Yeah. So uh, Steve Titch. Well done. Well done. I'm gonna say we have most heroes are unsung heroes. A lot of unsung heroes out there. Not you know, not even looking for the recognition, but just getting you know, getting out there day after day, doing what they have to do. I, I, um try to speak to the person who wants to know what's in the bible uh bible literacy is 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 very important no matter where they are on their christian journey or if they're not even a christian if they're they're just tuning in to listen you know to see what it's all about and those very few times uh, you get into a discussion about religion as a christian you're usually under attack and you're under attack by people who think they know what's in the Bible. They probably have never really read it or read little parts of it or heard people talk about it or maybe remember something from their youth. Uh, I know, speaking for myself, it, growing up Catholic, Bible literacy took a backseat to doctrine. We did read the Bible. We did, you know, familiar with the stories. But in many cases, as we got older, we looked at where the Bible supported particular doctrine. We did not look at scripture for itself and what it said. And we as Christians can sometimes be challenged. We're often challenged by non-believers. Uh, I can think of one instance, it's a pretty easy one. Um, and it wasn't me who was challenged. That was when I was rather early in my Christian journey, but I, but I had a coworker who was, was aware that I was a Christian. And, and she came to me and she said, you know, I'm in this argument with this guy. And he says, he says, I don't know anything about you know, the religion. And he looks at me and said, why, why, does, uh, uh, why do they sing hymns? Where in the Bible does it ever say anybody sang a hymn? I bet it doesn't say anything about that. And I was able to say, I knew at that point, and I couldn't quote chapter and verse, but it's Matthew 26, 30. I simply said, look at the story of the Last Supper. They, they have the Last Supper, they sing a hymn and leave. And now I know also Paul and Silas sung in prison. So I told her about that and she goes, well, yeah, I'm gonna tell them, <laughs> I'm gonna tell them. So, so there you are. Uh, 
Um, and, and finally, um, when it comes to both the faith, religion, understanding, study, I'm a big believer in author Evelyn Waugh's Twitch Upon the Thread. If anybody has read Brideshead Revisited or either seen the long miniseries back from, I think, the 80s with, with uh, Jeremy Irons, or they, they did the movie, I think, in the 90s sometime. Um, in it, in it, essentially, the idea of the twitch upon the thread is that even if God has you hooked, he might let the reel run out quite a bit. He may let you out there in the ocean, but sooner or later, you're going to feel the twitch on the reel, the twitch on the thread, and you'll be reeled back in. And, and that's a major theme in the novel. In summary, I'm looking at the, 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 the listener who's either a Christian or very much interested in Christianity, wants to understand what it's all about, wants to understand exactly what's in the Bible and, and what it means and what, uh, and, and that's what we talk about here. That's, that's one of the fun things. We get to look at uh, in-depth uh, readings of scripture and I'm glad we do it in context too. Uh, we talk about uh, Bible verses, not in isolation, but in where they fit in in the Bible and or a particular book as well, and and how they how it how they fall into the general themes of our faith. Yeah, not only that, but also updating it, putting a man's it's spin true. on it, and it, no question about it. I mean, it, it helps me a lot. Michael Cropper. I mentioned earlier I came to Sugarland Baptist Church about nine and a half years ago. When I came, I was looking for a men's class. I've been in a number of co-ed classes. I believe you mentioned that, Bill, and a few of others have said they've been the co-ed classes. And it, it's usually good, but I can remember the previous teachers keeping a tight rein on the class members so none of us could share too much of our lives. Or, or if we didn't agree with the teacher on the way they taught, we could be criticized for not lining up with the teacher's views. When we came to Man Up, uh, and, and, and hopefully this is con being conveyed to our listeners out there. My target listener is a man or a woman who wants to hear us talk about the scriptures without feeling the need for us to teach in a specific manner or a specific way, but rather to comment on the scriptures as we've done. They may be driving to work. They may be cleaning the garage. They may be cooking in the kitchen, but they're listening to us because they're relaxed and they want to take in our comments about certain scriptures, which, which uh, you read every week. We will discuss those questions and answers, and, 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 and hopefully they will say, you know what, hey, I never thought of that before, the way they presented it. And I'm thinking my listener also wants to hear us apply the scriptures to real life situations. So uh, Bill took over the class about, what, eight years ago, Bill? And, and, and it was originally when I came to the class. We were asked to share what was going on in our life, and we were never criticized for doing it. No matter what we said, we could we might laugh at the individual. Right. We sure didn't do it out loud, did we? We yeah. listened to what the other person said, and that was so important to me. And and I'm hoping we can convey this this message to the people who listen to us out there. Hey, it's okay to think of unusual things and in interpretation of the scripture, and hopefully they will feel that it's good to listen to us and they will grow from it, Bill. Excellent. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Kyle Trahan, 
You know, as far as a target listener, I don't know. I guess it's somebody just like myself. I guess that's for most of us anyway. Um, for me, it's the one still trying to figure it all out. You know, I'm, I'm not the, some of the biblical scholar that, you know, some of these other fellows know, you know, I know Steve, you, you mentioned you couldn't quote that scripture, but you come pretty darn close a whole lot of times. And, you know, it's, it's more than I can do. I, I'll remember the premise or the principle of, of the story or the verse or whatever it is. But I couldn't half the time tell you if it's in the New Testament or the Old Testament sometimes, you know, depending on what it is, of course. Um, you know, and it's, uh, I don't know, over, over the last year, I guess we've heard a whole lot of listen to the science, follow the science, whatever the statement is. And they're talking about the pandemic thing. Uh, well, faith to me has some to do with science, but it has just a whole lot to do with faith. It's to be able to, to believe in something that you can't see, touch, feel, you know, I know I used two senses twice there, but uh, you guys get, you know, you, you can't, you can't see God, but you can, you can see what he's created. You can't really touch God, but you can feel his presence. Um, you can't hear God, but if you listen with your heart, um, he can speak to you. Um, or like tonight, it was storming a minute ago with a whole bunch of thunder here at my house. And, um, you know, you can hear the creation to me that he did. He's watering my lawn without me having to do it. Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, you know, but it's, it's creation and it's what he's done. And just sometimes the Bible to me is hard to believe, if you will, with some of just some of the things that happen. And so I guess my target listener is that guy that is a servant at heart tries to be like Jesus, loves his family, like Bill, going after to try and provide the best we can, um, and just wanting to better himself in general. Yeah, excellent. Uh, nice. Uh, Professor Koshu. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's always interesting. Has you have the intellectual. Out? Yeah. yeah well, the intellectual. I, I have that group. <laughs> But but hey, but, it, hey. <laughs> but it's also I want to talk to the guy who says I go to church, I've read the Bible here and there, so what? You know, how do I take those things and make something about it in my life? How what do, now? Yeah, what now? You know, I read the Bible, who cares? You know, what am I gonna do with that now? You know, I, 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 Bill jokes with me, but I'm a, I'm also a recovering youth minister, still teach up in our youth department on uh, Sunday mornings. And it, I, every time, and, and I really like teaching the seventh and eighth grade. Don't ask me why I'm hooked there in the middle school. My wife jokes that it matches my mentality and I'm not going to totally disagree with her, but, but I, but when they come in, I'd look at them and I, and I ask, all right, how many of you guys have been in church pretty much your whole life? And pretty much, you know, we get a good chunk of them that raise their hands. And I say, okay, here's the deal. All those cool stories 
Jonah and the whale, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he, all that good stuff. It's time for you to take those stories and make them your stories. And how do they, what do they mean to you and your faith? And that's really, when I look at it, that's the guys, that's the group I really want to target as we look at this. The guys that are trying to take a part and look at it and say, hey, I'm doing this every week, you know, and hey, my wife's dragging me there. Do I have to? And then, and then like Bill says, I want to kind of also hit those guys that say, oh, I got to give up being a man if I'm going to be a Christian. No, you don't. I'm cooking for two days straight in a couple of weeks at our church barbecue. We're doing, we're doing briskets. Kyle freaked out when I sent him the timeline for cooking earlier today. <laughs> he sent me a deck. 24 hours. 24 yeah. hours plus a cooking for briskets, you know, but it, but it's one of those deals where no, you don't. Matter of fact, I, I tend to think of Jesus and that group as some of the manliest men ever. You know, there's, there's this whole theory out there that meek means you're giving up everything. Meek just means that you have strength under control. And that's really the guys I want to talk to. And, and I want to talk before Bill jumps into, and we talk about it a little bit about these different groups. I want to talk, and I'm really hoping as we talk through this, that we hit all these groups. The first group is the, now I got this from the TD box. There are different numbers out there. TD box stands for the talent development body of knowledge. Um, we actually published it last year as a talent group. I know a couple of the authors, but different groups have different numbers, but these are the numbers I can't, this is the numbers I just want to think about. The traditionalists, anybody born prior to 1946, that's a shrinking group right now. The baby boomers who are born between 46 and 1964, a um, couple of us are in that group. Gen X between 1965 and 1980, a couple of us are in that group. And then your millennials, that everyone loves to decry and scream about from 81 to 96. And then Gen Z is anybody born after 1997. And part of what I'm hoping is we look at this and has, has a group and as podcasters and we talk through this as men of faith is that we group each, that we hit each one of those groups at some point, because that's very important. They have different, needs and as bill says you never know where you are in your story and we've all talked about this that different scriptures mean different things to us at different points of our life you know and you read things from a different lens in a different context and as those groups look at it they read them through different lenses at different context within the groups that they're in so i'm really hoping as we move forward that we keep hitting each one of those groups. Excellent. So uh, I guess you can take it from uh, what uh, Koshu just said. Uh, he doesn't talk to the simpletons. So anyway, uh, we're about ready to go ahead and take our first break. Uh, but first, here's Sugarland Baptist Church Associate Pastor Davey Gibson with a special message. I'm the um, adult education and discipleship pastor, which means I get to work with all of our Bible study small groups here at the church, 200 podcasts. And so that is a huge milestone on this 200th podcast. Congratulations, man up. You have our thanks. You have our gratitude and, and you have our prayers because well, something like this is not done out of just human 
um, strength, but it is a, a calling that you guys continue to follow each and every week. So thank you. Well done. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. Man Up, 200 episodes? <laughs> I'm JQ, and I know these guys, and they're the real deal. Keep leading by example, gentlemen. Congratulations, and here's to the next 200. Uh, and welcome back, everybody. This is the big show. This is uh, podcast number 200. We've been at this four years and we've endured a lot of ups and downs and growth and changes and things that uh, you just wouldn't expect. And sometimes we throw around themes and we assume that everybody listens all the time. And I mean, honestly, Wait, they don't. <laughs> they, right, I, I right. thought they listened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and so we we're going to dive deeper into some of those themes um, that we throw out, and I'm sure some of them. I mean, they're fairly self descriptive, but we're going to give the man up spin and a little more depth on each of one of those. Going to start with uh, with the judge, Michael Cropper. Going to be talking about iron sharpens iron, Mike. Yeah, Bill, the, uh, the great, great, uh, great phrase, great term Solomon wrote in Proverbs 27, 17. Um, as iron sharpens iron, there's a following up phrase to it. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Um, folks, as you know, background of it, iron is a relatively soft, and maybe you don't know that, but any, iron is a relatively soft metal. However, many centuries before Solomon wrote this proverb, blacksmiths and people who worked with a metal learned that you could harden iron by heating it in charcoal and rapidly cooling it. Uh, when they do that, carbon is transferred from the charcoal to the surface of the iron to develop a much stronger metal. It becomes an alloy we call steel. Uh, if you take two pieces of untreated iron and you shape them into a knife or sort and rub them together, you will not be able to sharpen either one because they're too soft. You may create a shape like a knife, but you will not be able to refine the edge to a cutting implement. However, if you bury one of the iron blades in charcoal and you heat it, you will transfer carbon atoms to the iron. When you rapidly cool it, it will harden the blade. It's the name or term case hardening. Pounding was often used to shape a heated blade, and the pounding also drives more carbon into the surface. Hence, case-hardened iron or steel may sharpen the edge of an iron. So, too, a friend who has been through the fire may provide strength or knowledge to sharpen the mind of a friend who is going through struggles and gets discouraged, and we lift each other and men up to do that. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6 adds additional insight to the importance of a friend and the importance of your fellow uh, uh, fellow Christians. It says, 
five and six, Solomon speaks to the invaluable counsel from a friend. He says, open rebuke is better than love, carefully concealed, and faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Man Up gives us the opportunity to share unique knowledge we've acquired when we've been through the fire, and hopefully this helps our fellow brothers with insight, and hence iron can sharpen iron. By the way, one additional thing, the heating and pounding of the iron to create steel into a usable surface can be painful. Bill and everybody. Man, I am so <laughs> glad I am not following him. Oh, geez. <laughs> that is awesome. You go, Kyle. Just go from there, man. You already heard me there. Oh, do, 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 <laughs> you, do you guys want to share anything on that? Because I think Gary <laughs> right. said we were. Right. Actually, that was awesome. Actually, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing about it is, is uh, you know, so I'm wearing pink today because my wife, she uh, I recently had a birthday and she bought me a, uh, or bought us uh, one of the uh, Sir Latab cooking classes. And today was on knife skills. So we learned about all kinds of different knives and, and everything else. And, you know, they're making it out of metal, but they added the iron, which helps strengthen the steel, you know. And so he was talking about the different forges and everything <clears throat> that they do. And they add in the iron and the ones that had the iron were a stronger, sharper knife. It wow. took the blade it took the grind better and made it sharper with the iron so that you know just a very unique i wrote it down in my in my notes as mike was saying it was like wow that's really i mean i learned about knives and iron and everything and to hear it you know in his perspective there was really kind of interesting right. um to to hit on something from robert as well um you know when we're in person and we're doing our regular sunday um you know sunday school class uh, I used to say regularly because, you know, we had Bill's son and my father-in-law. And so we basically, right. we talked to guys from 18 to 80 plus, you know, and it's, it's for anybody through any walk of life. You may find yourself uh, finding us funny or sometimes you may not, you know, depending on when you're listening to us. Um, hopefully we're funnier than not. Um, but, you know, as far as the, that lead dog, man, you know, we, we definitely need to be fed. Um, guys and, and men are leaders by nature. You know, um, things happen in life and we step up. We do. We, we take care of what's necessary. Um, but over time, you can wear out if you're not being fed, if you're not continuous, continually trying to better yourself um and by that it's it's getting into the bible it's it's you know getting into a group like this where you are active actively studying and discussing and trying to learn you know because it's it's really just like our our bodies we need nutrition um good stuff in good stuff out um i've heard the the opposite of junk in junk out you know, um, but good food, diet, exercise helps to keep our bodies going and strong. And in that same fashion, we need to be, you know, in, in the spiritual body um, and mind and growing and trying to learn. 
if we're only fed junk, that that's all you're going to get. You know, you've got to look at what you're putting into your body, what you're watching, what you're viewing, what you're reading. Um, if you're a younger person, you're still playing video games, what you're playing, these things can have an effect on our own mental states, you know? So, um, find your own way, find your diet, your secret sauce that's going to keep you fed, um, keeping you wanting to come back for more. Um, we're all different. So take that in mind. What works for me may not work for you. What works for Steve may not work, you know, for you. Um, so find your way in it. You know, for me, that's regular in person. This at home stuff and zooming and all of that, it, it hinders my experience, shall we say, my learning, my ability. I, I often do my continuing ed and stuff for my licenses, my various stuff for work online. I sit here in front of my computer and I do it. And I have literally fallen asleep while doing it one time. It is just such boring information, by the way, guys. I love my job, but the renewals are horrible. But sometimes doing the same thing, I find myself doing that same. So in-person to me helps. You know, we've been at this 14 months, mostly it's 14 months, right, guys? Uh, yeah. Zoom, I think. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. possibly, yeah. Yeah. Mid-March. You know, Mid-March. And I, I can find myself. I mean, I'm surrounded. I know you guys don't have videos, but my guys here, I got files all around me. It's my work. And I can easily be distracted in that. I'm looking at it. I see, oh, Miss Johnson. Oh, I need to do something for her. Or I needed to make a note in her file. I, I know, Mike, you probably know that. You know? <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, but Mike he, charges. He's an attorney. He charges every time. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, um, you know. So again, find what works for you. You know, in-person worship, study, quiet time to read and reflect. You know, that's something I don't do enough for myself, and I know that is something that I need to work on and better myself that uh, I, I've even right now got, you know, a, a few shows on the television that are just, uh, you know, pastors giving a sermon and just take time and, and better yourself. Watch more, do more, be more like Jesus. Excellent. That's all I got. Thank you, Bill. All right. Professor Koshu. Got Kyle, I've told you repeatedly, those guys, you, you need to get me to help your guys write your continuing ed. Cause every time you tell me those stories, I just cringe because that's what I do in my day job. And if my people oh, are totally. falling asleep, it's a horrible job. And I just want to go slap some instructional designers because they're not doing their jobs. Right. <laughs> when they Amen do. brother. Well, because part of, and, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier is our faith is reflected in our work and what we do. Matter of fact, it's kind of funny. We started the podcast with life at work and how your faith impacts your work life. And if you're doing a bad job at work, that reflects back on your faith life a little bit because that you're, that's what people judge you by. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about one of our big phrases. Faith is a muscle. It has to be exercised and exercising your faith muscle and Kyle earlier, man, dude, you quoted the scripture almost exactly. Hebrews 11, 1, 
Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that, that exercising of the muscle helps us to do some things with it. Um, one of the other things we kind of talk about, and I'm going to kind of blend my two together, that, that one and this one up a little bit, because you hear Bill talk about no church answers. And church answers are actually the right answers. I'll be the first to admit that. They're, they are the right answers. But Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And then Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And then Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. One of the things you'll hear people throw out, it takes 21 days to form a habit. And it actually traced back to a book published in 1960 by Dr. Maxwell Maltz called Psycho-Cybernetics. And he actually threw out the idea that that's how long it takes someone to form a habit. So you've got to do it for 21 days. Here's the deal. When we talk about faith muscles, we, uh, what we're really, really talking about is what people traditionally have called spiritual disciplines, reading scripture, studying the Bible, memorizing scripture, which we're going to use the word that no one likes to use in evangelical circles, meditation. You know, traditional, when you, when you listen to Eastern meditation people, they'll tell you that's the emptying of your mind. And every time somebody starts talking to me about that, I go, you're half right. You've got half of it. You're supposed to empty your mind so you can fill it with God's word and the Holy Spirit. And so when you're meditating, you're meditating on God's word. So you're emptying your mind so you can fill it with those things. Prayer, you know, prayer is huge. We we, we talk a lot about that, a lot of the different kinds of prayer. Corporate worship, Kyle said it itself, man. I'll be honest with y'all. We had what? Anybody hear the number? I'm guessing it was close to a thousand people there on Easter. Uh, just under twelve. Do do what now, Kyle? Just under twelve. Wow. I, I mean, that, eleven eleven seventy eight, if I heard correct. Yeah, we were socially distancing outside for anyone, any of you COVID police out there listening. Um, but there is something to being back together in worship. And then we've talked about service. All of those things you have to do on a routine, regular basis to grow your faith. And those are the things when we talk about exercising your faith muscle, we really want you to do because that's the foundation that lets you do the other things, that lets you be the lead dog, that um, lets you do the balance sheet of the soul that Steve's going to talk about, where you understand the spoke and the wheel. And the disciplines, the exercising your faith muscle, it's the part that helps you as you're trying to be the iron sharpening the other iron. 
as you look at it. It's one of those things that as we put it all together and we do it, you know, it is the way that we grow as Christians and it's the way we grow as men. And, and I'm going to be very clear about something. I said two of them, reading scripture and studying the Bible. Those are two unique, different things. Um, I'm, I am reading right now. This is the most coolest thing ever. I'm using my Bible Gateway app, and they let you read the Bible in chronological order. And I kind of joked earlier in the year, I was reading Genesis, and it stopped. And it took me through Job, not Job, um, yeah, Job. You you said it was Job. It was Job. Okay, okay. It was it because was set Job, in the, in yeah, the it was set in, in the patriarch times. I was like, what the heck? So now I'm in First Samuel. So everybody guess who's our favorite First Samuel character? Saul, right? David. David. Oh man, I'm in the middle of David. We all, we all, we all love Saul's imperfection. Yeah, I know, but but I'm in the middle of David's story again. So I'm That's Second reading, Samuel. Second Samuel. <laughs> But okay, I'm in, well, there. I'm in the beginning Thanks for bailing me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the beginning of it when 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 uh, Saul is turning against David, and so I read about where David got lowered down the window by Michael so he could get away again. And guess what? It stopped, and I read Psalm 51 <laughs> in the middle of it because that's about the time David wrote Psalm 51. So, I, but that's a read. I'm not studying the scripture. I'm just reading through it. And, and I'll read through the entire Bible in a year in chronological order. I, and I think I'm doing, what am I doing this year? The Christian Standard Bible CSB translation. Um, I've done the message before. I've done different translations. But then there's studying the Bible, which is totally different. Studying the Bible is really looking at it. And that's when I'll tell people, look, go read it in NIV. Go read it in the Christian Standard Bible. Go read the message, which is the translation we love as a group. Go, go, if you if you're so inclined, go find what others have said about that particular scripture in commentary. Then the other thing I would tell people is scripture is its own best commentary. Find one of those Bibles that tells you cross-references. So, like in the middle, it'll have verses that kind of go with those verses. In like if the two verses are two of the verses I read before. 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. Both of those verses coexist together because they're saying the same thing. Go cross-reference yeah. scripture with each other. Excellent. So we're going to go ahead and take uh, our second break, and uh, we will be right back. This is podcast, podcast number 200. Don Shelley here with A Fork in Time, the Alternate History Podcast. Wanted to take this opportunity to give a congratulations and a shout out to the guys at the Man Up Podcast on 200 episodes. I know what, a, what, a, what an effort that is, and I can tell that it's been an effort and a labor of love for you guys as I've been a listener ever since becoming aware of the podcast. So congratulations. Uh, that's quite an achievement, and I know something that, uh, that you guys uh, are and should be proud of. Uh, here on A Fork in Time, we talk about alternate history and, and play what-if games, but you guys are doing something that is very important. You're talking about the real world, the reality, and talking about the real power of the Spirit and of God in our lives. And so, uh, while well, we talk about fantasy, you guys talk about the real thing, and that's a big plus. If you want to check us out, you can find us at www.aforkintimepodcast.com. Uh, but again, once again, we are very proud here at A Fork in Time to extend our congratulations on their 200th episode to the Man Up podcast. Keep it up, guys. 
Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. Hi, this is Andrew Cox, just calling to give a quick shout-out to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast crew congratulate you guys on reaching your 200th episode can't tell you how happy and glad it makes me to see you guys succeed over these past four years just want to give a quick uh shout out to mr steve titch mr michael cropper mr robert koshu mr kyle trahan mr bill cox and to truly thank you guys for molding me into the young man i am today I truly wish you guys the best from the bottom of my heart. Here's the 200 more. Keep it going, guys. And welcome back, everybody. Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We're on this No Church Answers tour, and this is our 200th podcast. And what we're doing is uh, we're going through the exposition of individual themes and how it how it pertains to man up going around and having the panel talk about uh, various themes and yeah this was a this was a great one steve that just came up and uh balance sheet of the sto- of the souls steve titch yeah this is uh i coined this uh in the title and 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 robert robert is now as we do in uh, the men's group, hold each other accountable. Now I have to explain what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Something thought up. (laughs) (laughs) But but seriously, this this goes back to our study of Philippians uh, where Paul is talking about uh, that we are a saved people. Uh, There is no condemnation in in lord it's this miracle of the cross it means okay you as men you're going to screw up it's inevitable uh you're never going to have a perfect day uh it's the way the world is and well sometimes you can regret that some of that you, you can feel bad about it you can't go on beating yourself up about it because when it comes to the miracle of the cross that that account is cleared we just got through easter we got through uh good friday my wife and i were talking about this a bit how various traditions approach the crucifixion and, and this is one reason i am i am uh much more drawn toward evangelical especially the baptist uh way of looking at things if you're catholic I mean, the, the basic theology is the same, but if you're Catholic, there tends to be a view of sin and the cross as you put Christ there. You did. Uh, you feel guilt, this Catholic guilt. The, 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 you might say the Puritan 
Christian reform tradition is God really did you a favor. <laughs> In fact, it's better than this. You don't even deserve this. God was going to punish you. But, you know, thank goodness there was this crucifixion because you as heck don't deserve it. Um, now, the, 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 the Baptist side, the evangelical side, which I'm brought much, much more brought to, basically looks at this as a joyous gift. That, that this is something certainly to feel humble and, and certainly kneel before God on this. But God did not do this because he is angry at you. God did this because he loves you and wants relationship with you. He is flat out not holding your sin against you. That's exactly what, what Paul is saying here. This is why I think it's important because from a personal standpoint, my father could never get past that. There, you know, he believed he, my, my father could not accept the idea of grace that a penitent heart could be forgiven. In his opinion, there are some things that you do that no matter what, you'll never get into heaven. You'll never make it to God. God has rejected you. And he would outright say it. I can't believe that somebody who maybe kills four, four five kids, children, and, and suddenly has this realization that he will go to heaven. He could not accept the miracle of the cross. And, and that's kind of sad. Mm -hmm. And and there are there and then on the other other side of the coin you have people who say there's no such thing as sin. The world is getting better. Now I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of of of, of of first of all you look around the world and you wonder is it really getting better? Sure there are we don't have world wars whatever but there the idea of sin exists. Um, I can speak to the internet. I covered the internet since it was created. And you guys might remember back in the 90s, everyone was excited about the internet. Uh, all these uh, commercials would have kids in them. You know, get your kid on the internet because it's wonderful. It's learning. There, there is a great Rift Tracks, if you're familiar with it, the Mystery Science Theater guys, rifttracks.com. They have Rift, a video short from the 90s, I think it was done by AOL, how to get your children on the internet. And the internet is presented as this great place for children. Show me one ad today that shows kids using the internet. We have learned that the internet is not necessarily the greatest place Thanks, for un, unsupervised kids. Why? Because it's tainted. Like everything, it ended up being tainted by sin. It's still great. We're using it right now to, to have this podcast, but there's a taint of sin to everything. It's on you kind of like mud. Uh, you can't get it off. Thankfully, we have the cross. Everything we owed is, pay, is, is paid for. The word is in, in the New Testament, Christ says on the cross, it is finished. What he says and what is written in Greek is to tell a sty. This was a great sermon by Scotty Swingler. Swingler, yeah. Uh, during on the Good Friday service. Tell a sty. It literally does mean it is finished in Greece, but its connotation is that phrase or an abbreviation was stamped on receipts, bills of sale 
comparable, it would be comparable to your mortgage statement when it's done, getting your title deed to your house with it saying paid in full. That's, that's what we have. And that's getting back to the balance sheet of a soul. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Certainly follow, try to follow the commandments, but when you fall short, that, that debit is paid. And that's, that's really the wonderful thing that debit is paid. And that's the gift. It's a gift. Open it, use it. <laughs> Certainly, you know, we don't, don't, don't wallow. It doesn't give you a license to, to, to go on sinning, but your, your, your shortfall is covered. Um, because everybody else was pretty awesome. Mine's going to be pretty short on, on this particular one. But, you know, it's amazing how things kind of work together because what we had, what we've talked about, uh, a, a way of, of life uh, for the Christian man or the man of faith. Mike talked about iron sharpens irons, which could be like practice or sparring. And Kyle talked about the lead dog needs to be fed. And you, so you can say, eat right. And exercise your faith muscle that Professor talked about. That's growth. And then, of course, balance sheet of the soul. What Steve just talked about was re review your process, your progress. Evaluate yourself. And I guess in our producer, Steve Titch's infinite wisdom that's why he put me last because i'm a little bit on the dark side i have spoken the wheel and the thing about it is it, it this is shaped by the fact that i had multiple surgeries going through a handicap stage which hopefully i'll be able to train myself out of but i've seen that and and i have also seen other people in those kind of situations and you can lose your life long before you die. And so I look at spoke in the wheel is where do you fit in? Uh, some people have children like I have. I have a couple of kids. Many of the panelists do. What effect do I have on them? And where is that going to have an effect on grandchildren? But also many of the panelists here volunteer and are involved in their community in service. And you may lead someone by your example of kindness, but also as a man, as your Christian strength, you don't know what, where you are in the story, which spoke in the wheel you are but you're helping that person that has that wheel continue on their faith path. And it could be, it could be an influence directly. It could be an indirect, or it could be many steps in the future. I think about my grandparents, how they influenced me and their parents before them probably influenced them. So as you're out there, you're a man. And if think of a stone hitting the water with the ripples going out, that is the kind of man that we want to be. We don't want to be the stone that disappears 
without a trace. And with that, we're going to take our third break. You're listening to Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 200. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters or WMACox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. Hey, hey, hey. You got John Kate saying... Congratulations, you guys have been rocking it. This is the way you do things. This is the way you should always do things, and you guys are awesome. Uh, I can't pray for you enough, and I can't ask you enough to pray for me. For fun, for touch with God, for touch with men with God, this is the place to be. Love you guys. And welcome back. That was our good friend, John Cates, founder of Lifeway International, a ministry that helping those seeking to overcome addiction. Uh, my predecessor as leader of the men's uh, Bible study group, uh, it was called Tool Time, and it became Man Up and a great guy. So thanks so much. This is our 200th podcast. In this last segment, we're going to go around the room one more time for final thoughts, starting with you, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, it was a great, a great round table here. Um, it's a great, you know, opportunity to do all this. Uh, I think we're really unique. Uh, I think we have a unique take. I think the whole aspect of not being pastors, but regular guys, we can connect out there. Uh, we see so many things. I, I don't watch Christian TV, but I know, I know a couple of you guys have it on, uh, and I know there are a lot of podcasts out there, but it seems to be pretty much one one person, male or female, uh, after another, giving a message. Now I'm not saying they're bad messages, but it's very much of a of of you might say an authority talking to uh, you, the listener, you, the viewer. We don't pretend we're authorities. We're just uh, guys who get together, uh, look at a Bible uh, lesson and talk about it. And I think that's, that's what makes this fun. Uh, that's what makes it easy you know, to argue with us. And, and I'm more than happy to have people argue with us. We bring in different point of views. And, and uh, it's, I think, uh, certainly one of the things I hope that our listeners get a kick out of. Excellent. Professor Koshu. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those, as, as you look at how it's all laid out, just like the Bible, it all ties together and it all fits together. You know, we, we have to exercise our faith muscle so we're able to sharpen each other 
helping us lead others so we can look at our balance sheet. And at the end of the day, we're a spoke in the wheel in other people's stories. And it really all ties together. And I think that's, that's like Steve said, one of the strengths of our podcast is, A, we bring all these crazy, unique perspectives. It, it's hilarious. I'll talk to people and I'll say, I do this podcast. And like, what do you do? I say, well, it's a Christian podcast. You got to know that up front. She goes, what makes y'all different? I said, well, we got kind of a unique group. You know, we got this guy who's an insurance broker. He's a serial entrepreneur. We've got the pro- a former prosecutor for the city of Houston, an art director. I'm kind of a trainer. We got a guy who's a policy writer and professional gambler. And the first word out of everyone's mouth I say that to is, that's a really unique group of guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. the one common bond we all have is our faith in Christ. And that shows that that faith can supersede everything as it moves through. And that's the part I'm looking forward to keep moving forward with and sharing is that part of our faith. Excellent. Uh, Kyle Trahan. Four years, guys. I mean, seriously, how much hair have I lost in four years? You you lost none because you didn't have any then either. Hey, hey, I still got a little more than you, but not by much. Uh, You know, hey, uh, I can't believe out of this whole thing, you guys have picked on my pink shirt, but nobody's mentioned of Bill's awesome shirt. Oasis. Yeah. I, I yeah. figured it had like an arrow pointing to his head or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. quite sure, but I, I really like it and I, I want one of those. I need to find out where you got it because that's actually really, really cool. Um, you know, but four years, uh, you know, I, I've told you guys before, I've got business ADD. Um, just like my dad, you know, we get a little bored with things and we go looking for something new and Six years ago, I found uh, my insurance gig that I, I do with Medicare, and it helps me really help people. And that's an awesome thing to be able to do. And I, I think about to myself, I found that, you know, a solid run there. And then a couple of years later, I find this, and it's really helped me along in my my faith, my knowledge, it challenges me because I've got to put up with uh, the rest of you guys who can quote scripture and multiple, you know, uh, versions and <laughs> who wrote what. I mean, it, it really does challenge me to, to be better, to know a little more. And so I, I hope, you know, in in my own future, maybe I aspire to be just like you guys. I doubt I'll ever get there, but I'll keep trying. Uh, that's me. I, I don't know. You might sell yourself short there because you know you're the you're the deacon. You're the you're the hands-on guy. You're, you're the servant. <laughs> it's servant and heart, but it's it, it's it's the yeah. servant and heart. I can model, but it doesn't mean I can quote. <laughs> so, you know, but I like I said, I'll keep trying. You know, and I think that's half the battle uh, for all of us is just don't give up. Yeah, that's the man, that's the man thing. Awesome, Kyle. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill. Final, uh, takeaways from you. Yeah, Bill. The, uh, the rock in the pond is just a phenomenal one we went into many times years ago. Uh, and, and boy, it points out and, and, and 
when we present the Man Up podcast, we want to present it an application that's practical today. We've said that over and over and over again. Uh, men, we are scrutinized all the time. Many times we don't realize it. Our family relies on us. People at work watch us to see if we will make mistakes. We're expected to make wise decisions, even when we are ignorant of the circumstances of what's going on. Our decisions have a rippling effect, as you said, uh, Bill and, and Steve, you referred to it, thrown into a pond. Good actions affect everybody around us for a short time, but for some strange reason, bad actions can affect us the rest of our life, right? Look at the media, guys. Look at some of these people who have done things with their lives. Bill Cosby, uh, I just read about a guy today who, who uh, did some things with his life, and he got caught doing one bad thing, and it destroys him. Uh, Listen to the prosecutors. <laughs> yes. Oh, he was the one that destroyed him. You know, <laughs> right, right. No, it, it's it's amazing. Bad one bad decision can cost you your reputation, your family, and everything. David did that with having an affair with Bathsheba. Uh, we can do that in one instant, lose our family by making a wrong decision. Uh, and it doesn't have to be sex. It doesn't have to be adultery. It can be any bad decision that we willfully do that hurts somebody. So we got we have to be careful. Now, folks. Uh, we have had a ball with Man Up, uh, Spiritual Aces. We've glad, we're glad you joined us. But the most important thing I want to tell you right now and leave off with this is, and, and Steve alluded to this, and the guys are always referring to it, but we believe in salvation. We believe in the salvation of our, our soul, our person. We believe in Jesus Christ as the Messiah and Savior. He died on the cross for our sins. If you want to know if he is real, folks, oh, Ask him. This is what we said, why we enjoy Man Up so much. We talk about the things that people don't necessarily talk about. But I'm telling you, I did that one day. One time I asked the Lord, I said, are you really real? Would you reveal yourself to me? He doesn't mind if you ask questions from your heart, if you really mean it. I asked him to show me if he was real, and he did show me. So folks, once again, we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and, and I honestly believe that if you will ask him, if you don't know him as Savior, if you ask him, he will reveal himself to you. Uh, thank you again for joining us, Bill. Excellent. Thanks, Michael. And, you know, uh, as we uh, come to the end of 200, uh, we're going to go ahead and just look forward to a uh, couple of really exciting things that we have coming up. Uh, it looks like we're going to be back in the studio uh, probably by the end of May, I, I know most of the people uh, have been vaccinated. I've had one, so I'm, I'm only half contagious. So uh, uh, we should be doing, we should be back and uh, in May with, uh, with, with some new gear. Also, uh, most likely going with video too. So you'll be able to catch us on our audio podcast, but also our YouTube channel. And uh, we'll probably, once we go to the video will be streaming as well of course we got men matters uh coming up we do the fast five uh we do the longer interviews it's awesome extra segments we even had uh, the judge do one uh not too long ago so um we've got the live shows uh coming up um or we want to help churches bring men into your facility so uh, live show at manupmedia.com. 
will come in, just do a regular podcast live. So you can see the people that are real and that are behind the words and what you hear. And so, um, <clears throat> and just get a hold of us at live show at manupmedia.com. Uh, and we want to help, we want to help your church and support the men of your community. And uh, coming up, we have a study on Mark. And uh, I'm going to go to the professor to give a quick preview of that. Yeah, we're, we're going to be looking at the first three chapters of Mark. So a little bit more granular than we're used to. So it should be kind of interesting. Um, it's really the beginning of Jesus's ministry, taking over from Mark, from John, and then moving forward in his ministry. And those first, that first year, really, of Jesus establishing himself, picking up his disciples and his followers and how he kind of began positioning himself to be a different Messiah than what was expected. And, and just one, one of the unique things, this is going to be a lot of fun with this, um, three of these lessons that we're going to be going through were actually written by Chris Curran, <laughs> um, who was the associate pastor at our church when Man Up started. So... Yeah, that, that is that is great lineage, too. Uh, solid. Thanks so much, Professor. And uh, thank you so much. This has been 200. The big show is in the books. And so next week starts uh, 201. And we appreciate you so much for tuning in. On behalf of producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, The Judge, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan. My name is Bill Cox. We're on this No Church Answers Tour. So check out our new YouTube channel. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all our podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Pray.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. If you're still in quarantine, kind of just like us, we're not totally out yet. And if you're still unable to attend church, check out Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's at sugarlandbaptist.org it starts on sunday at 9 45 but when the quarantine is over we encourage each and every one of you to join a local bible-based church why local so you'll go and find a small group abf adult bible fellowship sunday school class uh that you can join for uh small group discussions like this and find one that is men only and if there is one start one this is men up these days there's dudes getting facials Manicured, waxed, and Botoxed With deep spray on tans and creamy lotion-y hands You can't grip a tackle box Yeah, with all these men lining up to get neutered It's heading out to be feminized But I don't highlight my hair I've still got a pair, yeah, honey, I'm still a guy. All my eyebrows ain't plucked, there's a gun in my truck, oh, thank God, I'm still a guy. You've been listening to Man Up. You want I want the truth!
dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.